0: Promise. Episode 126. Hey Richards, I'm Chayut, and it's a great fun to be here with you on our weekly podcast episode. On this episode, I talk with a co-founder entrepreneur that started four years ago and today runs more than 6,000 B2B active pain customers. And you will be able to hear step by step how did they start, what made the first breakthrough, what worked and what didn't, and why he says that unless they have a million customers, he is not happy. But before I start the interview, I would like to invite any one of you, whether you feel on the right direction or you're struggling to start with social media or you need more paying customers to download for free the five actionable steps for a daily routine of most successful entrepreneurs, like Guy Kawasaki, John Lee Dumas, Kate Erickson, Mike Stelzner, Mark Schaefer, and many more. Go to reachyourmiss.com routine, or leave us a comment on the reachyourmiss.com Web- website. And now, let me introduce my guest today, Ilan Misulawin. Ilan Misulawin is the co-founder of ClickSeas, the leading click fraud protection software used by thousands of advertisers. His background in marketing is diverse, from marketing campaigns for global retail companies to startup marketing. He lives in Tel Aviv with his wife and two children. Ilan, miss Lawin. What a pleasure to have you here. Hi.
1: It's a pleasure to be here as well. I'm super excited to be here with you, Khalid.
0: <laughs> I'm really glad that you are here. Actually, you are one of the very few that I had the pleasure to meet before we are having this interview because we met in a flight. That's right. We didn't have a lot of chance to talk, but we met there. And We, we, didn't, we didn't
1: just meet on a flight. We met on a delayed flight for about, like, what, eight hours?
0: right right was an awful one (laughs) but from the very short sentences that i heard about what you are doing i was very impressed and i'm sure my listeners would love to hear what you have to tell i just shared with my audience what you've done until now and i would like you to share with us what are you doing and most passionate about today and where are you heading
1: cool So I am a co-founder of ClickSees, and what we do is we protect advertisers that use Google Ads, which is basically almost all advertisers, from a um, terrible thing called click fraud, which is when uh, your competitor or a bot or a disgruntled employee or your ex-wife or ex-husband clicks on your ads nonstop. In order to deplete your advertising budget, and uh, this happens basically across the board, you know, with different types of advertisers, SMBs, enterprise companies, we detect this type of malicious oh. activity, and we tell Google in real time not to show your ads, the advertisers' ads, to those uh, terrible people that just want to waste your money.
0: Is this happening often? Is that something that happens a lot? Happens
1: so often. Probably everybody experiences. Really? Yeah, because someone's going to bargain. Someone's going to gain from clicking on your ads. Most likely they'll do it. Think about the most basic example. You know, you have a locksmith or a plumber in Brooklyn, and whenever someone clicks on his ads, he's paying money. Sure. A click could be even twenty, thirty dollars for just the click. Yeah. So if you can click on a competitor's ad ten times a day, every day for a month, that, that comes out to really, really big money. And not only the waste of money, but also the fact that you won't show and he'll get the customer in the end of the day because you've got a set budget, right? Um, it's extremely prevalent, this issue of click fraud.
0: It seems like that because you have a company that I heard is very successful. Who are your customers? Are we talking about enterprises?
1: So the majority of our customers today, I'd say probably 90%. I mean, the classic example is, like I said before, a locksmith and a plumber, all right, or any service that needs to advertise, because if they don't advertise on Google, they're just not going to be found, which honestly is the majority of businesses these days. So it could be a small operation of of one person or a plumbing company that is getting clicked on. It can be um, an e-commerce store. It can be um, lawyers, it can be dentists, it can be, honestly, anybody that advertises and uses Google Ads. We've got really, really interesting domains that are protected. But the, again, the majority of the businesses that protect themselves are just your day-to-day businesses that, that need to advertise on Google in order to do their marketing. Then we also have uh, quite a few enterprise companies, which are brands that are very, very well known. And then it's not so much about manual malicious clicking uh, of their competitors. Then it's more about just, you know, bot traffic. That sure. On very, very, very large campaigns, um, they will be getting quite a lot of just irrelevant traffic, uh, and they want to protect themselves from that as well. So it's two completely different types of reasons to use Clixies, but but in the end, uh, that's the type of uh, customers that we have as well.
0: And are there permanent customers? Are there customers or ongoing customers?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Normally when someone signs up with us and they see the value of the money that we're saving them, they tend to continue their subscription, for sure.
0: So I have two questions about that. First of all, are you telling me that anyone that advertises need it? I mean, if I put in money on advertising, I should think that probably quite a lot of my clicks are not relevant
1: yeah we say about one out of five about 20 percent of the clicks that you're getting on google are never going to convert whether if they're malicious clicks or not malicious okay that's a different that's a different story but they're but they don't So click fraud is considered basically whenever someone clicks on your ad with no intention of doing business with you we're also protecting from, you know, sometimes customers will click on your ad in order to reach you. A lot of advertisers don't want that, Okay. Um, right? Every time you reach your bank, do you know that you're clicking on the ad and it's costing them money every time you want to check your savings account? Or are you doing something about it in order for them always to click on the organic results, right? Things like that as well that aren't fraudulent, but they're definitely a waste of money.
0: And do you only work with Google ads or is it relevant for Facebook advertisement as well?
1: So We, we do Google and we do Bing. The difference, we only do search, basically. Okay. The different search and also display as long as it's Google. The thing with Facebook is if I want to do harm to a competitor on Facebook, it's very, very hard because Facebook decides which ads it's going to show you on your wall, right? Yeah. You don't say, all right, well, now I want to see... Hayut's blogs advertising, or now I want to see, you know, certain so-and-so. So it's really harder to kind of do click fraud, where in click fraud is just like uh, Plumber, New York, or even I the understand. brand name. Then you see the ad and you click on and on and on.
0: Ilan, how did it start? How your career started? Where did it come from? Tell us a bit about that.
1: So uh, my background is in marketing. I was a, I was a retail consultant for a, a British company called Dunhambi. Uh, we were working in the U.S., for supermarkets and, and companies like Macy's. and Retailers. And, yeah. Um, and, and dealing with data analytics and marketing uh, campaigns as a result of those analytics. Yeah. Um, but the reason Clixy started was actually with Yuval, my partner. He decided, well, he decided he actually had a friend that was a locksmith. And this guy comes up to you and says, look, you know, I think that my competitor is clicking on my ads. It's just I'm getting all these calls. Uh, but hmm. they're not real calls. As, you know, people are you know just clicking and clicking, and and nothing's happening. It doesn't seem real. And Google didn't have any answers to these things. You know, they they have their own click fraud filters, but really, still, there was a lot of just junk coming through. And my my partner said, "All right, well, look, maybe we can develop something." And he developed it. Uh, and then a few months later, uh, he met me because uh, he wanted to market this. Okay. Um, he's he's like the, the tech guy, and I'm the marketing guy. Hmm. Um, and then, uh, no, within uh, four years later, we've got over six thousand customers. So, what did you do to get the first customers? To 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 get that to get that scale
0: first, and and the six thousand. I mean, you know, and this podcast is all about customer focus, but actually, it's all about marketing. Or how to succeed with your entrepreneurial business and. A lot of the questions that I've been asked are about how should we start, how should we work with social media, yeah. what should we do, and I think these are the main questions that we are trying to answer. So,
1: right, right. actually,
0: it's a, is it your first startup?
1: It's the first startup that I am at the head of. Okay. But it's, it's also the first startup that I'm in charge of, of the marketing for. So...
0: So what did you do? How did you start?
1: Um, the beginning was actually, I was on the phone all day long. Um, I was really okay. just um, explaining to people why I can help them, why software can really, really help them. They needed someone to guide them with what are the dangers. Um, okay, so so so, so, you know, kind of like there's, think about, you know, the, the big iceberg, Um, you know, and at the tip of the iceberg on top, the visible, that's where we'd have the people that are aware of click fraud and think think that it might be happening. And at the bottom, that huge, huge, you know, under the water part, uh, that of, of, of the mountain is all the people that just have no awareness. And I decided very, very early on that I'm not going to be able to change major, major assumptions, especially when it would be an assumption that goes against what Google is telling people. Sure. Google is telling people that, hey, you're protected from click fraud. Sure. And here I'm going to come and say, well, not, not ready. Who's Google to tell you such a thing? Well, we realize that we can only really go to the people that realize that there is a problem. Um, and to, to this day, that's the way we operate. Every year, millions of more people are realizing that there is such a thing as click fraud, but that's also related to educating the market and kind of the natural progression of their own campaigns that that, that they realized.
0: Sure. So how did you start collecting them? Where did you talk with them?
1: The first place that we started advertising, um, it, we had a landing page. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the first time that we advertised it anywhere was actually with Google. <laughs> we used Google to, for people that were looking for the words click fraud, spam clicks, you know, stuff like that. Wow. Um, yeah, and, you know, that's that's the beauty. That's the beauty of Google. Whenever you're looking for... It is.
0: Were you alone there?
1: Were we alone?
0: Yeah, in, in terms of competition.
1: No, we we were the first. And the scale started very, very slow. I'd say maybe like, you know, a customer a day. Until we realized that we need really to create some some assets, some marketing assets that will be able to replace me when they are interested in hearing more. Okay. And that was already kind of introducing videos, you know, white papers or whatever, any, anything that we thought could help. The real major turning point for us, uh, and this was actually we were one of the first companies to use a software called Intercom, okay. uh, which is basically a chat service that is designed for, I'd say, small, medium businesses and you know, SaaS companies such as ourselves. And once we implemented Intercom, and anybody that reaches the site uh, can be approached, and can you can create some kind of discussion with. And and as we ramped up the support team and the sales team for the website, that's when uh, major changes happen to the way we started scaling, because unlike like an e-commerce product that you're trying to sell, here you're selling a subscription. It's in a field that is kind of relatively, it's not too complex, but again, you. You have to explain why people need to pay you at least $50 a month.
0: Okay, but you very wisely started with those that already were concerned right. about being frauds right. fraud right. approached. Right, right. Okay.
1: And as time went by, I mean, we, we do have educational campaigns. We do have quite a, a lot of money spent on marketing to people in order to tell them, hey, look, you know, you might be able to save some money if you kind of understand a little bit more about how you can control the clicking behavior of your campaign with tools that you're not getting from Google today.
0: Are you leading this category?
1: Uh, Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: How would you call it the category?
1: Uh, Click fraud prevention.
0: Sure. Makes sense. Of course, today you should educate because if you are the leader of the category... Yep. you are the one that should speak in the name of the category that's great yeah
1: yeah that's, that's so that's what's happening yeah
0: so how long did it take before the um, breakthrough was there a minute of a breakthrough or
1: yeah I think so it took about I, I think a year until we felt that we can start growing the team and putting you know assets for you know more sales and, and support until it was necessary and again the, there were a few things that Kind Of really made a, a huge change in retrospect, and that was the chat implementation. Um, and again, and okay. anybody that runs any kind of software as a service or any kind of product that needs some kind of guidance, you know, um, and, and we also, you know, there's an implementation that has to happen as well, it's very simple, but still, people need to know, you know, how to do things. So, I think it, it's crucial that there is some type of chat service, um, okay. And another thing that really moved us forward was actually conferences because SMBs is one of the major, you know, I'd say 50% of our customers are SMBs and another 40% yeah. are actually advertising agencies, digital agencies. Okay. And marketing agencies that actually, their customers are the SMBs.
0: So they are offering this
1: service? Oh, absolutely. Um, okay. Uh, everybody knows Clixis, I'd say. Um, and at that point, And 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 in order to get to them, we actually start had to start to attend, uh, conferences more. Um, That really kind of gave physically physically yeah. That really helped. Okay. Uh, So we now attend like all the major search uh, industry related um, conferences, and we not only attend like we we have our booth and and people can up and see can come up to us and see our dashboard and understand you know agencies can understand the benefit for their customers. So, so that was a big step up as well, for sure.
0: That's great. Elan, you're a classic entrepreneur. You started from zero and today you are already succeeding. What would be your best advice to any entrepreneur that is listening to us right now regarding customer focus or customer approach?
1: Okay. So, again, I think this is something that um, is true for any stage in the entrepreneurial road and that and this is this this is actually something that I learned from a guy called Keith Cunningham he's this uh, businessman from from Austin uh i will okay. I'll, I'll put a link to one of his books That's great. um yeah I actually I, I was lucky enough to meet him in Amsterdam uh, this year oh
0: um
1: he says that there's three things basically and these things are as follows it's uh listen to what they want, okay, WTW, mm-hmm. what they want. The second thing is go and get it. And the third thing is give it to them. That's it, mm-hmm. right? Um, if you can, and each step has its own set of, of rules and, and procedures, but in the end of the day, it's, you know, what they want, go and get it, whether if you have to make it, whether you have to white label it, whether if you have to kind of take something that exists and, and, Create it a little bit better, or, or from scratch, like we did, and then just give it to them. But give it to them means literally like the marketing as well, right? You got to market even if sure. it's something that they want. You still got to market it. Sure. Every everybody wants an iPhone. Uh, I don't know, eleven, whatever is coming down the road. They still got to market it, right? So yeah.
0: So you are using this method of three steps, and I want to ask you in addition to that. And it it sounds great, but it seems like okay but what should they know? What kind of advice can you give them that will really help them to get over or make a breakthrough uh, from something that you see a lot, you're know, working with entrepreneurs as well, I guess, yep. and yep. knowing them, that they're stuck on, or they don't know, or because I think that in a way, these three fantastic steps or stages sounds like, okay, do strategy, go for marketing and then do the sales. Uh, I mean,
1: but yeah. what should we do? Yeah. I, okay. So look, I've, I've read and audio booked, literally hundreds of kind of business books. I think in the end of the day, there's really only one thing that, that matters and that is persistence, right? Uh, mm. there's, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a visual thinker. So there's always this picture that I think of. Uh, there's under the ground, there are two tunnels there's a diamond at the end of each tunnel. Okay. One row on top, there's a group of people that uh, are just digging, digging, digging. And they're just about, you know, two digs away from finding that <laughs> huge diamond. And on the other, at the bottom, there's a group of people that kind of just left their shovels and are heading back to the other side of the tunnel tunnel where the diamond isn't anymore. And they're still <laughs> the same distance from that diamond. It's all about persistence. With persistence, you know, um, I'm not saying not to make adjustments and, and use the knowledge that you've earned while you were being persistent. It's not going with your head in the wall. But it is just continue to dig, dig, dig and make the necessary changes.
0: I love that because I really love that. Because you said whether it happens fast or slower, whether you're doing exactly the right thing or you're doing five other things that are close to that. Just persist. At the end of the day, if you're persistent enough, you'll find a way, some way or another, you'll be there because you're trying all the time and doing your best. Yep, absolutely. It's funny because I heard this uh, advice about consistency or persistence so many times, but I think this is the first time that it's, so clear, perhaps uh, because of the metaphor you used, or I don't know, but I think this is the first time which is so clear and doesn't sound like a cliche. I'm, so I really love that, really, I'm, I'm, even for me. I'm
1: glad. I've got another one, if you <laughs> like.
0: <laughs> yes, of course we like. So, this is the most important issue. Okay,
1: cool. A lot of people talk about massive changes and kind of taking massive action. You know, Tony Robbins talks a lot about massive action.
0: Yeah, and everything's big. Everything's
1: big, and 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 while I, and while I love Tony Robbins, I think that habits are what brings to massive action in the end of the day. Massive action is something that is compounded more. So I think changes of one percent here and a one percent there and a one percent there, which are consistent, all right, um, and that kind of ties into the persistency thing, that that brings to major major changes, right? Hmm.
0: Um,
1: and I think I think a nice kind of example of that is that, you know, if someone is, you know, there are two airplanes and one airplane kind of goes, you know, just one degree to the left before they set off. If they continue now for, you know, 10,000 miles, they're going to find themselves in completely different places, right? Yeah. So doing something consistently on and on and on, you know, if, it, if it's the right angle, you're eventually going to get to, to a great destination, I think. But and I mean, actually,
0: what you said is uh, try all the time to, to do your best. Don't uh, don't cover your eyes and say, okay, um, <laughs> Elon just told me to be persistent. I'll keep going to the same direction, but be aware, listen, look for the right things to do. But if you will do that at the end, you'll get there. Yeah. Love it. Now I would like to ask you, um, You've got successes, and uh, we'll talk about it in a minute. We started to talk about it, but we'll talk about it again in a minute. But I would like to ask you to share with us your biggest, most critical failure with customers, the one that perhaps affected your entrepreneurial journey the most or was very meaningful for you.
1: Yeah, yeah. so I think... um... I think that the, the root of any failure with uh, with with any customer is when you're in a state of mind where you're not there to help him, right? I mean that that's kind of obvious, but if you're not there to help a customer, um, then you will quickly find out that uh, he's not going to be there to help you either. Uh, and I think hmm. th- there was there was an instance where there was uh, a customer. And he wanted, he was on our chat all the time. I'm talking about
0: okay.
1: all the time. And he wasn't even a customer yet. This was someone that needed support. Uh, and he was side. on the side's chat. And he just wanted, on the know, side's um, chat. he just wants lots okay. and lots of answers. Now, this was back in the day when we weren't really yet serving enterprise clients. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: we kind of dismissed the guy, because not because he was enterprise, but because he was just on the chat all the time. And little did we know that he <laughs> represents uh, a pretty, pretty, I can't say the name, but like a, a, a brand name that everybody knows. Um, sure. And we what? thought that it was just like, oh, you know, just, you know, Mr. X coming. Oh, no, we really thought it was someone real. Uh, but we just thought it was like, all right, you know, maybe you're like, you know, I mean, <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like the guy that comes to the car dealership every day and, and doesn't buy the car uh, unless you know unless the salesman's persistent and he's <laughs> there, you know, on the hundredth visit as well to try and sell him and do his best. But and then we lost that customer because we didn't realize this was, um, we we, uh, we realized later that it was an enterprise mm-hmm. client and that the reasons that he's asking all all these very very intricate questions that nobody asks us you know, was because he needs to show his boss uh, that he's doing everything he you know, needs in order to, mm-hmm. to get approval to use our software. Um, so I think that mindset, um, you know, we learn from that, that, you know, look, from now, anybody that comes to the side, doesn't matter, you know, if we think they're big, if we think they're small, we're going to, like, expand mm-hmm. our support team in order to be able to facilitate that type of um, you know that type of level of of, of service as well, um, but you know mistakes are happening all the time, um, and you know I, I think that's inevitable and they're always going to happen, and it's a matter of what are the processes that you have in place to fix that as soon as you can. You know that that's that's what I think the difference between a company that's that's trying and a company that really isn't. Uh, no company's not going to have any problems. Problems is a good thing. Uh, so... Mm. And problems with customers is also a good thing unless it's just uh, chronic. And that's, anyway, that's, mm. that's already a serious problem.
0: I think what you're saying is that, and especially today, because I, you know, I'm much older and I had uh, the privilege to see other days. And a lot of things didn't change for, for years, like the way you, we advertised. Right. I mean things changed regarding the strategy and everything but perceptions yeah. changed very slow then and the habits right. changed very slow and today yeah. everything changes all the time so you can't assume everything because probably nothing uh, about the other person is like yours right. right
1: absolutely
0: and now i would like you to share with us the story of your greatest most significant, or one of the most significant successes as a result of the right customer focus, or something that you did right about approaching your customers?
1: Let me tell you, because this is a customer focused podcast, we're still kind of, we don't feel that we have the right balance now between serving enterprises and SMBs. This is something that we're constantly talking about and, and trying to you know, figure out, even like whether it's on the pricing page. Whether if it's on, uh, you know, the type of support people that we have and consultants that we bring, we, you know, uh, do we fly out to meet these customers? Do we uh, just talk to them on the phone? Do we give them a report once a week, once a month, once hmm. a year? How pushy should we be in order for them to understand what they're receiving? Uh, you know, how do we? You know, it's, it's just so many questions on so many levels. Should they have different features in the dashboard? So we still. Um, are trying to find that balance, and and by the way, like most, I can tell you, most Israeli SaaS companies that we've seen that reached a certain critical mass of customers, very quickly dropped them, or dropped the service for them, and kind of moved on to enterprises. We see this with similar web. Yeah. We see this with lots and lots of different companies that uh, definitely in ad tech as well. So, um, I, I think that I think that you know boasting about the success that we have is something that uh, I don't feel that we, we can do. Um, you know, reaching a certain amount of, of customers that come into your system every day, I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. But to me, I, I think basically any advertisers should be protected. So unless we have a million customers, I'm not really
0: happy. Hmm. I agree because I think you can yeah. really, um, it takes time, but I'm sure that you will get very big. What can you recommend the best or most effective technological or digital tool that's related to customer focus, marketing or sales? However, I'm not looking for the shiniest last new tool in the endless list. I'm looking for something that really works for you. I want something that really helps you to succeed.
1: Right. So our uh, marketing stack, we've got some things that we you know, use all the time. So I, I already mentioned intercom, yeah, which is um, super super important. Also for them to be able to, to talk to you, but also for you to kind of communicate with them afterwards. Um, we love using um, uh, Hotjar uh, because we can really kind of understand what people are doing on our site. Okay. Um, I, I don't know how, how familiar your customers are with it, but basically it's it's heat maps. And, um, and, and you can really see how they navigate through your site where you, you see their mouse movements, it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, naturally, clicksees I'm gonna say, because it's well, um, that's not really a customer tool necessarily, but I have to throw it in there because I'm already talking about tools and I've been conditioned to talk about clicksees whenever I just can. You should, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and there are also a whole bunch of other tools which, um, I mean, like a lot of A B testing tools and, and things like that. But again, again, we, we, oh, and another thing that I think is very, very, very important is we hired uh, just last year our uh, VP customer success. And he made such a change in the way we look. Uh, at At the way we work at the way um our customers get communicated uh his name's Ophel. he's he's, he's phenomenal and just whenever a company can get their hand on uh, financially on someone that deals with with customers and the mm. strategy behind it i mean I wouldn't think twice i once before offfield I was like ah, i don't know do we need this function I mean we already have a support team but the changes that he made with the support team, the changes he made with the sales team, the changes by, by putting yourself in sure. the customer's eyes from the minute they hear about you to the minute they continue using your service, yes. there's so many touch points that can be optimized and done better. So definitely, I mean, a human tool is, is just as important as a digital tool.
0: Wow, love it. And, uh, you know, there are many factors that actually uh, affect uh, affects one's success. However. I believe that for each of us there is one factor that really helps us to to win. And I want to ask you what is your one key success factor?
1: I got to I, I got I to gotta come back to the persistence thing. Mm. Honestly, I've had I've, I've I've had failures uh in business before uh before this worked. Um I know that if I would have persisted with them, they would have become successful mm. companies. Because my competitors persisted when, when we were all as, as an industry, doing very really badly, and and they're doing very well now. Mm. So, I think I think persistence is is Love is it. the key success factor. Yeah. Sorry to sorry to reuse that, but I, I really
0: no, I think it's wonderful. It's something that uh, I talk a lot. It's something that success people talk a lot because today. Uh, there isn't almost any place that you can succeed without failing in the way a lot. Yeah. Again, it's a, a big change. It's what it used to be because habits are changing all the time. Yeah. And everything is diverse today because people are all over. It's not only one or two or three channels. Yeah. So I think the persistence is the, the consistency is the same. It's something very important. And finally, we came to my mountain question. And my mountain question is, I've been for years imagining this journey of marketing, of building awareness in the mind of the customer, and then building the trust of a new product or service, and uh, making the sales, and making the second sales. I always imagined that as climbing a mountain. And at some point, I started to ask my guests, whether they ever climbed a mountain or wished to climb a mountain. Or, and that's what I'm asking you. Do you have any relationships with mountains at all?
1: <laughs> so so um, I, I have a very deep history from the army as a paratrooper climbing a lot of mountains. But that to me, I don't recall that as, as a, uh, a positive experience. My, the positive experience that is mountain related in my mind is actually an island. Oh, and my my dream actually is to get to a place where I have been able to optimize every part of the business to a point in where my orchestration can be done from anywhere in the world, and specifically one of the islands in Thailand. <laughs> and and,
0: and some... so you've got you've got a specific island that you are you are planning on sitting there and managing your world. I sure do wow
1: yeah um and, and and i think that well first of all i gotta you know my wife isn't on board with me on this yet
0: <laughs> she would be on the mountain
1: <laughs> she will. i'll be in the island and this island has mountains as well so it's okay but i think that in the end of the day we're all working and building a business because we want to we want to have more time as well with 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 our families with our friends um and the business becomes a means to an end. Uh, and it's, it's no, I don't think there's any business that people say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm running on this business just because I want this business to grow and grow and grow. Of course, we all want that and we all want more money as well. And we all want to, the recognition. But in the end of the day, all I really want is to um, spend more time with my kids. Sure. Um, and, and, and that's why I like kind of the island then it's really also harder for them to run away from me. But um, but yeah, that's, that that would be my mountain.
0: Are we going to be there in your lifetime? Oh, for sure. So you're starting to build your house there.
1: I'm starting to look at the real estate.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, no, I'm very, I'm very, very far from it. But but again, you talk about mountains. This one is one that's far, and it's one that I. It's also the whole. Uh, I, I I really do believe in a broken down kind of. Just like we're having this conversation now, I don't have to be in your living room or in your study in order to have this conversation, sure. and it's a great conversation, right? So I think I could have that with an employee, and I have these with a lot of our employees. We're twenty people; not all of them are in my office. So wow. I, um, this whole kind of um, the change, the communication, and the changes that are going on in, in workspaces today—it's uh, it's for a reason, and it's going to only accelerate and become more and more of this kind of global cooperation in order to get certain things done together. And I, I think it's amazing. I think it's great.
0: It is, yeah. it is. Um, ilan, before we say goodbye, I want to ask you, what is the best way to get in touch with you, to connect with you for any one of our listeners that want to be in touch?
1: Sure. It's, uh, my email is ilan, I-L-A-N, at com, And you can also uh, get the uh, my my personal uh twitter feed which is i l o o l e y ilule and that would be me too on twitter
0: and we will put of course all the links to the way people can connect with you in the show notes of this interview and I want to thank you so much. I enjoyed, I really enjoyed every minute of this discussion. You brought new things and new perspectives. So I really love that. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much. It
0: was a pleasure. Hmm. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. And for you, our listeners, until the next time, it all goes down to this. You either reach or miss. Keep reaching your goals and vision.